the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. And welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Hump Day. Oh my! Hump Day. Yes, Hump Day. And just when you think we're getting over the hump, we're getting past some of the nonsense. As much as the Republican Party has been working hard to bow down to the mob and appease the mob and give the mob whatever they want to try to prove that we're not racist, we're not the racist party, and that we're going to do police reform. And yeah. As much as much as the Republican, you can't you cannot negotiate with terrorists. Do not pay a ransom. Do not pay off extortionists because they keep coming back for more. It's never going to end because it is not an honest Facebook that, you know, they charged him with the JFK assassin for writing the screenplay to glitter. And I was absolutely disgusted today. Got a great lineup of guests for you guys tonight. We've got tonight, we've got my friend Wendy Patrick, legal and political analyst here. Literally, this country is on fire and burning. Encouraged by the Democrat Party with little pushback. Gun ownership is skyrocketing in this country. Any district attorney or U.S. attorney and the charges that they level against somebody. And that's exactly what it ended up playing out. It was almost like Jim Comey all over again. This cop was charged with felony murder, likely which could result in the death penalty. The death penalty. Did he violate standard operating procedures? I don't know. But what I do know is that we all saw the video. How in the world is a cop... Who gets, who's trying to arrest somebody for DUI. There's resisting arrest. Cops are getting punched in the face. A weapon is stolen. The bad guy thug runs off, points the weapon at a cop, and he could be facing the death penalty as though it was premeditated murder, equating what happened on the streets and that Miami parking lot to Ted Bundy? It's insane. And then on top of it, I'm hearing crap like he and and by the way, he this D.A. acted as though he was he was jury, judge, executioner. He's laying out all this evidence out there, literally trying the man when the trying the man uh, and uh, on public TV when Georgia law states that you cannot indict anybody without going to a grand jury first. This was this was a political assassination of this cop on live TV. That should never happen in the United States of America. And it doesn't happen when the skin color is reversed. It doesn't happen when it's, when it's a dark-skinned cop 
shooting a dark-skinned person or dark-skinned cop shooting a white person. This does not happen in the United States of America. And to see this DA say things like, well, he didn't see, he didn't, he never posed a threat at any time. When he drove drunk behind the wheel of a car, he was a threat to society. How many people die every day in this country because they drive drunk? That's not a threat to society? This man didn't pose a threat when he was beating and punching cops and resisting arrest? How in the world does that DA have a job tonight? Word on the street is Atlanta cops are just, or, or, or the Atlanta Police Department has come out and said that earlier suggestions that multiple officers from each zone have walked off the job are inaccurate. The department is experiencing a higher, uh, you know, call or refusal to. Re- Bottom line is maybe they haven't officially walked off. The Atlanta Police Department is trying to couch it. The cops haven't walked off the job, but the word on the street is, and emails that they've sent to different people are that they're not answering the call. You want a law, you want police to not be able to police anybody, not be able to arrest anybody, fine. Their attitude is, according to Steve Deese, he quoted a cop who texted him and said, our attitude is, you don't want police to be doing our jobs, fine. Let it burn. Let Atlanta burn. This was uh, one of the most gross miscarriages of justice I have ever witnessed today. If I was a cop, I wouldn't be working right now. I wouldn't be working a beat. Not for a chance. Why would you want to? Yeah. Taking away everything a policeman can do to keep the public, keep himself safe. It's ridiculous. Then they got the family trotting, trotting the family out later represented by an attorney. If it was there, I didn't watch that. Was there anybody in the media that had the guts to ask that family whether they think it's okay for him to drive drunk, passed out in a drive? Oh, and the DA, by the way, said he wasn't a threat to anybody. He was sleeping peacefully in his car. Sleeping peacefully in his car. Like he was just over on the side taking a nap. Dude was drunk, passed out behind the wheel in a drive-through line. Anybody, anybody asked that family today about what they think about about him driving drunk, punching cops, resisting arrest, grabbing weapons, or did the family get up there and talk about how he taught Sunday school when he wasn't feeding the homeless people? Except that this was a man who had had who had a laundry list of accusations. And uh, charges against him for beating his kids. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring my friend, a legal analyst, Wendy Patrick, in and get get her perspective on this. Give me a chance to cool down a little bit because I'm hot. I'm warm over this. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Dennis Prager here. Here's why I like referring realtor Jim Butrell, founder of Ardent Real Estate Services. When selling your home, you never know what a buyer will offer. Many times it's lower than your asking price. Jim Butrell offers a 100% of asking price guarantee, which solves this problem for you. You'll never have to worry about taking less than your asking price. For this guarantee, call Jim Butrell at 800-498-SOLD. That's 800 498 
sold. It's good to ask for advice, but what if you're getting advice from the wrong people? That's why I wrote the book Financial Detox and why I'm inviting you to listen to our radio program. Hi, I'm Jason Labrum of Intelligence Driven Advisors. Join us for Financial Detox Saturday afternoons at 1.30. At Intelligence Driven Advisors, we give you a written plan, one that's research-based and truly customized, giving you the highest probability of achieving your goals. Call us at 877-707-8889. Learn more at IDAWealth.com. That's IDAWealth.com. Finally, here's the inside story of how the deep state went after President Trump in a new book entitled Above the Law. This is Matt Whitaker, former acting United States Attorney General. My new book, Above the Law, is a firsthand account of how former FBI Chief James Comey and top officials in the Justice Department worked against President Trump. In my book, I explain how the double standards were applied to President Trump and his allies by the mainstream media to achieve its goals. And you'll learn how the Mueller investigation was able to produce a massive report for the purpose of political subversion in spite of the fact there was no evidence of wrongdoing by the president or his campaign. I also include my thoughts on how we ensure that this never happens again to another president or American citizen. It was an honor of a lifetime to serve this administration. In my book, you'll read why I encourage everyone to say yes to the call of public service. Get an up-close and personal perspective on Obamagate from inside the Justice Department. Read Above the Law, the eye-opening new book by Matthew Whitaker, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book, an original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Ray's Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code San Diego. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code, it's one word, San Diego. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? What about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into just 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant regions of the world. You'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register today. Join Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd through 11th. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. The DA came out today with charge 11 counts total. I mean, once you, once you decided you were going to charge this man with felony murder and made him subject to the death penalty, Mr. DA, was it really necessary to, to slap on the jaywalking charge on him, too? 
Joining me now to discuss this and, and uh, provide her amazing legal uh, analysis to this is our friend of the show, Dr. Wendy Patrick. And you can also listen to Wendy every Saturday night on uh, Live with Dr. Wendy here on Saturday nights here on uh, The Answer San Diego. Hey, uh, Wendy Patrick, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea, it's always a pleasure. Okay, so I don't know, given your busy schedule, how much you got to see of the press conference today. And I know that you of incredible integrity would never say what charges should be without having seen all the evidence, um, because that's not how things should be done, which begs the question as to why this DA, prior to the legal requirement of having a grand jury review the evidence and leveling indictments then, I, 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 I many people were shocked Shocked at the level of charges, shocked at the district attorney and his press conference today that many felt were inappropriate. And I'd like your reaction to all of that. Yeah, you know me too well. So obviously I can't second guess what another DA's office did. But here's the issues that are swirling around this case on both sides. You laid out uh, the first issue is he's charged with something that carries the death penalty. Is that appropriate? Is it a, Was it a rush to judgment? Now, the people that believe that, which there are plenty, we've been hearing all afternoon. Yes, I did watch the entire press conference. Um, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation says they weren't, they weren't notified. Um, they're still looking at their investigation. Maybe they are. Um, they haven't put anything together yet. When they do, they're going to submit it to the DA's office. Now, on the other side, you're also hearing very loud voices there. It, this whole conversation, Andrea, is why this case is already so problematic. Is we're in a cycle of breaking news where conflicting details are flying from all angles. At the press conference, you heard the DA said this cooperation from the other officer. Then, of course, the other officer's lawyer goes on TV and says, absolutely not. We have not agreed to cooperate. So this is what happens when you try a case in the court of public opinion. And the reason that's problematic is who is watching the court of public opinion? Jurors, potential jurors. The best practice is to let investigations take their course, even if there's already charges having been brought. And then let whoever is going to actually be seeing all the behind the scenes evidence, which in this case, sadly, is a grand jury and even more unfortunate, potentially not till October, let them render their verdict because, Andrea, they're the only ones that are actually going to have the facts that matter, the evidence that will be admissible in the courtroom. This To see a district attorney politicize a case to this degree, destroy the case, basically, it, it, I, there's no way that this, that this case um, can have any credibility going forward, in my opinion, at this point, with what you just said right there, on top of the fact that uh, how is this man going to get any kind of fair trial anywhere? I, I don't know that he would be granted a, you know, a, a change of venue. I think clearly the play at, from my non-legal uh, opinion is is that they, they tried to bury him so much with so many charges up front as to try to get him to plea to something far greater than he would have ever been charged or been found guilty of to make uh, to make a. a um, to make an example out of him and to and to further this narrative, this false narrative that, um, you know, the, the entire every police department and every police officer in this country is racist and no black person is safe walking the streets. And I think it's just absolutely that what that D.A. did today was criminal, in my opinion, in terms of criminal to what he did to our justice system, to what he did to uh, to the American people and our psyches, what he did to this defendant did denying him his due process, denying him we are still considered innocent in this country. And 
and until proven guilty. And it's just to me today was an abomination. One of the things that we did see today is a recitation of facts and circumstances on which the DA premised those charges. Now, the other side of that, of course, would be uh, we would like to have seen, at least this is what a lot of the voices are saying, we would have liked to have seen a more complete investigation before Mm -hmm. charges were filed. So those are the dueling narratives surrounding this case. This case is very different from the George Floyd case, absolutely very different. But is it different enough in terms of how many days between the incident and charges being filed. And the answer to that question really is so emotionally charged in and of itself that what I just hope doesn't happen is people become so polarized in their beliefs one way or another that the criminal justice process is affected. That's what we worry about on both sides. Nobody wants to see a trial that is not fair to both sides. That's what judges will tell you in the courtroom, that we want to make sure we give the defendant due process and a fair trial. And we also want to make sure that there's not such a a charged public sentiment that nobody's going to listen to the prosecution's case either. So maybe the fact that this grand jury that's going to hear this evidence won't be convened until October will provide that cooling off period where by the time that case is prepared, we'll see what the charges still are at that point. Remember that a grand jury is going to decide what they think about it. And maybe once that verdict and maybe once those charges, if we get any, remember, Andrea, we live in a day and age where we've seen several high profile cases that didn't result in indictments. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, the, the riots after that is what most people remember, actually, more than the charges themselves. Um, moving forward, we can just hope that we can keep public sentiment uh, at, a, at a level where we don't see more of what we've seen over the last two weeks with the looting and the fires and the rioting. We just don't want to see that happen again. And we also want to make sure that communities are safely policed. You know, we're hearing these reports coming out, police officers walking off the job. I don't know whether that's been corroborated or not, but we want to keep community members safe because there's so many good police officers that are out there uh, and we want to reserve judgment on ones that are charged. Well, yeah, you know, we've got uh, a special guest coming up later on the show who's going to answer that question as to what exactly is going on in Atlanta and whether or not there are walkouts happening there and across the country and get his perspective as a former cop. He's from Blue Lives Matter and he's going to be here later in the show uh, because it sure seems as though that there's a movement afoot. You know, in terms of what might happen with the grand jury in October, I don't think that it, that any settlement's going to, is going, that that time difference is going to um, have things calm down enough to where facts are suddenly going to matter. Everybody could see the video and that this man was resisting arrest, uh, punching cops, grabbing at a cop's weapon and running off and shooting. And whether or not it was it was met the 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 under the standard operating procedure for the officer to use his gun at that point, this was a suspect who forced the cop to have to make a split-second decision whether or not to open fire on him. That man was not innocent. He contributed in in large part, if not directly caused his own death with his own action. And that is for the world to see. And yet we had a DA up there today acting as though that man was innocent, saying, oh, he was sleeping peacefully in his car. 
peacefully in his car, yeah. Wendy. This was a man who was a drunk driver. He blew over the limit, which was why he was going to be arrested. And which is another point. The DA lied today when he said that the officers did not tell him that he was under arrest. Yeah, he said, I'm putting you after he blew above the legal limit. The cop said, I'm putting you under arrest for driving under the influence. This man was already a threat to society for the fact that he was driving drunk. How many people die a day for that? But we now have a movement to where I guess if you're not white, Wendy Patrick, that you can commit any of those felonies and get away with it. And no, no cop is allowed to do anything about it. This is absolutely not and not good for this country. And I don't believe that. In other words, facts don't seem to matter. You look at what happened with Trayvon Martin. They overcharged George Zimmerman because a mob showed up on the doorstep. And what ended up happening? The facts came out in the trial. He ended up getting acquitted. Had they had they charged him something lesser, he might not have been. But it was because of pressure. They overcharged. He ended up getting acquitted. And the facts didn't matter. It didn't matter that Trayvon Martin was pounding George Zimmerman's head into the concrete. The lie that he was targeted because he was a black boy in a hood eating Skittles. To this day, people believe it. To this day, people believe that Michael Brown uh, had said, hands up, don't shoot. And that was a lie. I don't think facts facts are uh, mattering right now to uh, many of Americans. And they certainly didn't seem to matter to the D.A. Final thoughts. You made a, one of the most excellent points you made. You're, you don't need any guests, Andrea. You, you've got a great... I'm sorry <laughs> for talking mastery. too much, girl. You have a great mastery of the chronology of what we've seen in the court of public opinion. Um, you made a great point as to whether or not the, the delay will matter. Here's why it probably won't, and I'm adding to the points you've already made. I do agree that by the time we get here in October, they're, obviously they're going to have to hear about the facts again. I worry about what's going to happen between now and then. And I worry about what's going to happen between now and then and that that might adversely impact the not not just the workings of the criminal justice system, but what about jurors willing to serve? Mm-hmm. What about oh, grand yeah. juries willing to serve? Um, what about good people willing to apply to the, the police academy? Yeah. I mean, these are the types of questions that I, I think are the are the foundation of why this is so unsettling for both sides. You know, there's, there's few things that both sides agree on in this charged atmosphere, but that's one of them. Everybody wants communities to stay safe and everybody wants criminal justice for all and you can't have those two things jeopardized by the court of public opinion and the emotion and incorrect facts and wrong facts and so i think that's we can at least come together there at a point of agreement so i'll end my thoughts with that we're not divided on the things that matter which is um, the criminal justice system and i think we all agree there well absolutely you know if a cop does something he shouldn't do i want him arrested for it i want him to go to jail and I know you do. Right. And and if there is a suspect who contributes to his own death with his own behavior, I want that accounted for. And I want people to recognize that because I believe in individual responsibility for the people that are out on the streets, the civilians, as well as for the cops. We didn't have a chance to ask Wendy about the SCOTUS ruling on sanctuary cities. We're going to have to have her back real soon to talk about that and more. And you guys need to tune in to listen to Wendy every Saturday night. She gets into other types of stuff besides all my crazy, you know, far right, you know, conservative stuff. So tune in every every Saturday night. 6 p.m. to listen to live with Dr. Wendy. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Now, we had, um, y'all remember the shooting at the synagogue here where one person died, unfortunately, and three other were wounded. Well, there was a lawsuit that was filed, and you're going to want to stay tuned to hear about it because this might be a way to pierce our Second Amendment rights. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K A Y E. 
Sell your home for top dollar quickly and smoothly. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie has sold over 800 homes using proven marketing strategies and home staging to enhance your home's appeal, entice more buyers, and get you more money than other agents by far. Hi, I'm Julie Jules. I'd love to give you a free home staging consultation. Just give me a call at 619-992-7113. Call for your free home staging consultation. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules, 619-992-7113. Adam Rizza here from Palomar Solar and Roofing. With the hotter months approaching quickly and staying home more, your electric bills are going to be higher than ever. During these uncertain times, solar is one of the best investments you can make for your home, business, or church, depending on the contractor you hire. Now more than ever, it's important to do your own research. Going solar is much more than just the panels and inverters you choose. This is a 25-year relationship you are entering. Unless you like dealing with health insurance companies, then I suggest staying away from the national companies where you are just a number. With over 600 companies to choose from, there are only three locally that I would recommend. Palomar Solar and Roofing is definitely one of them, and good luck finding the other two. Here's a hint. They do not offer gimmicks. If you're tired of all the gimmicks and made-up discounts and just want the truth about whether solar is a good investment for your home, business, or church, call the local name you can trust. Call Palomar Solar and Roofing at 760-504-0388. That's 760-504-0388 or palomarsolar.com. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you. Can you afford another loss in your investment portfolio, just like the one you might have taken back in 2008? Well, hopefully, now that you're a little bit wiser and a little bit older, I'm going to bet the answer is no. Most people nearing retirement cannot take the same kind of risks that they took when they were younger. Now, if you believe this to be your case, I have some really good news for you. There's a strategy that is designed just for people like you and me. In 2008, when the stock market crashed, these clients using this strategy didn't lose one penny. And when the market goes up, you go up with it and the gains are locked in. But when the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose. It's that simple. If you like that idea, call me for your free consultation. I'll show you how it works. It's eligible for your IRAs, 401k rollers, Roth IRAs, great account. Call me for your free visit, 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider, 1-800-727-7526. Hey there, Brian Epperson, host of The Great American Buy Local. We invite you to tune in to this week's show where we're going to have three exciting guests. You'll be able to hear from Matt Hunter, who is the CEO of the Pocatello Chubbuck Chamber of Commerce, Justin True, the general manager of Courtesy Chevrolet, and Bob Lloyd from Lloyd's Collision Center, The Great American Buy Local Radio Show. Be sure to tune in Sundays at 11 a.m. to The Answer San Diego. What is it about your community that makes it such a great place for residents and businesses? Find out and join the conversation every Saturday morning at 11 as Chris George, local philanthropist, entrepreneur, and general manager of Team Kia Mazda of El Cajon, hosts The Chris George Show. Chris sits down with members of local business, government, and churches to learn how they can work together to benefit the community. Don't miss The Chris George Show, Saturday mornings at 11 on The Answer San Diego. 
With all the sound bites and noise pollution out there, it can be hard to cut through the clutter to get important discussion and informative interviews on life and politics. Now, there's Famila and Friends. Every Sunday evening at 7, hosted by former congressional candidate Famila Ramos, she and her team offer discussions and interviews that you will want to hear. No topic is off the table. And Famila and Friends, tell it like it is. You're invited to tune in every Sunday evening at 7 and spend 60 minutes with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. During the break, I was watching uh, the monitors here in the studio. People are already lining up for the Trump rally. I guess they ain't worried about that Rona. No, they might be more worried about uh, this election coming up and they want to make sure that they show support for President Trump. So uh, that's interesting to see. Uh, Before the break, we were talking to a legal analyst, uh, Wendy Patrick, about the abomination that was this district attorney press conference today. Talk about spitting on the rule of law. Uh, There is no the Democrats are all about lawlessness right now from a variety of different standpoints, from uh, hampering the police, not allowing them to do their job and targeting them and fostering false narratives on behalf of Black Lives Matter to the rights and burning down of streets. And it's for that many reasons when you see what's happening out there, um, gun ownership and first time gun buyers, it's going through the roof. And you might want to get your guns now, because let me tell you, the the, uh, gun control people, they know that this is a time in which people are going to want to go buy guns. And so they are coming up with every different way that they can to try to go after our Second Amendment rights. At least that's what I think is in part behind this new lawsuit that's come about. Um, A gun control group has filed a lawsuit on behalf of the victims of the Poway Synagogue shooting that took place here, which was incredibly tragic. Uh, we uh, One gal, Lori Kay, was killed and three others were injured. This lawsuit is going after the shooter, his parents... The gun store that sold him the weapon, as well as Smith and Wesson. This is this this kind of put put uh, made made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. So I reached out to Michael Schwartz, who is executive director of San Diego County Gun Owners, which is a, a pack that promotes Second Amendment rights. And if you're not already a member, um, you're going to want to join and along with other 1,800 individuals because we got to make sure you look at what's going on out there. you got to make sure you're able to defend your, yourself. And he's here to talk about that as well as this lawsuit. Hey, Michael Schwartz, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? Well, I'm good. Um, I, you know, with everything going on, if you didn't know now, if you didn't know before that you needed to be armed to defend yourself, uh, you should know it now. And that's probably one of the reasons why this gun control lobby has decided to file lawsuits uh, regarding the synagogue shooting. Um, maybe that's just I'm, I'm overly cynical. But, you know, I the gun, the gun control people who want to go after our Second Amendment rights are just like the left exploited coronavirus for power, just like they're exploiting the George Floyd uh, death for power. They're exploiting any shooting incident for power. And I believe that's what's behind these lawsuits. But give us your perspective. Well, I definitely think that the plaintiffs are being manipulated. I, I know they went through a horrible, uh, horribly sad heinous tragedy and i i really truly feel for them and uh i'm so sorry that that they had to go through what they uh, what they went through it's really 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 sad but what happened was the vultures at the brady organization the brady organization is an anti-gun 
uh, gun grabbing group decided that they were going to manipulate them and play on their feelings and and uh, try to make a political point, which I think is, um, you know, really, frankly, gross. And kids convinced them that they have a lawsuit um, against all the people that you mentioned, including the gun shop and the and the Smith and Wesson manufacturer, which is uh, really truly um, a tragedy. And you know, they they they're banking on the fact that uh, uh, they're they're hoping that the uh, emotions will overtake and and a jury will will go their way. But the actual facts of the case are. Um, that, for example, the gun shop followed the law to a T, and they keep saying, well, no, he gave it to somebody who had a, uh, a permit that was not valid, and that is that is totally untrue. I, I, I have firsthand knowledge that that, that the, uh, the horrible monster who, who did the shooting at the synagogue, he purchased his um, hunting license and is valid, um, the gun shop did go through all the proper procedure that communicated everything to the California DOJ. It's all in the system. And if it weren't, if he did something illegal, if he did something wrong, uh, why hasn't he been charged? Right. And the answer is because he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't charged with anything. The DOJ, the California uh, DOJ, the ATF, the local authorities, he did everything by the book, right, moral, and and legal. And uh, it's just too bad that they they that they're taking this route. Uh, and I hope that they find peace uh, through another way, uh, rather than uh, helping uh, attorneys profit from this tragedy. Well, yeah, because uh, as well as just basically be be exploited for political reasons. Because when they're going after Smith and Wesson, I think I think the argument there is that Smith and Wesson manufactured something that could be easily convertible into an assault weapon. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's, it's they're you know they're grasping at straws. The, the manufacturers, it's long been decided that they are uh, uh, immune from uh, from from um, litigation uh, against this type of thing. It'd be like suing Ford for drunk driving. Right. You know, and blaming the, you know, Chrysler on on drunk driving or something like that. It's absolutely ludicrous. There's law that, that says, no, these manufacturers who manufacture firearms um, or manufacturers just about anything, uh, you know, they're immune from uh, this type of of uh, litigation. It's, it's just absolutely ludicrous. They're saying that Smith and Wesson um, advertised these weapons as, as uh, you know, something uh, to basically stir up, you know, disturbed people and make them act illegally. And that's just it's just grasping at straws and wasting time and absolutely ludicrous there's there are real problems in this country and there are real solutions and um they're frankly uh, not a part of uh, any kind of uh, effective or meaningful uh protection for you know americans rights and they certainly aren't solving any problems this is really just a big circus act and a way for attorneys to line their pockets. Yeah, I mean, from the from the sound of it, they don't they don't have any evidence on their side. I'm not really sure what the end game is, except picking the pockets of the family members who might have who might have hired them. One of the things that I thought that was interesting that I don't know that you want to comment on is going after this person's parents. Um, he was over 18. He was 19 at the time he did it. 
Uh, so it's not like he was underage and, you know, a minor child. So, you know, you're going to go after the parents as though somehow, you know, a, a parent is responsible for some kid latching on to, you know, some anti-Semitic idea. I mean, look, look, I'm all for the idea, like maybe a Dylan Klebold or some high school kids that were living under the parents' roofs and, you know, amassed all kinds of, you know, bombs and stuff in the garage. But when somebody's an adult, you know, I mean, how is how is the adult parents of an adult supposed to, you know, monitor the psyche and, uh, you know, they, they're not exactly able to crawl inside somebody's head and crawl around. I thought that was a stretch. Well, I, the whole thing's a stretch. The whole thing is there's not one piece of their case that makes any sense at all. It really, truly is grasping at straws. But I, I, I mean, are they implying that the parents knew what was going on or the parents uh, were a part of this crime or somehow, you know, were aiding and abetting? I that was I, vague. No yeah, that that I didn't read. I didn't read the actual filing, but from what I've read in media reports, is very vague. It's it's so it's almost as though they're just throwing anybody. This this Brady gun control group is just throwing whatever aspect they can. And so my last question for you is, um, what do you think? You know, you follow, you protect Second Amendment rights. You stay on top of all the different legislation that comes to pass, particularly here in California, that has to do with Second Amendment rights. I mean, the left never does anything without some long game plan here. So clearly they think that it's going to advance their cause against gun rights. How do you see this playing out? Well, I think that if, uh, to be totally frank and, you know, rubbing my my crystal ball and looking into the future, if we get a, if we get a Joe Biden for president over Trump and Trump isn't able to appoint more Supreme Court justices, and if uh, the the House is already fairly anti-gun, the Senate is uh, kind of neutral to maybe pro-gun. But if we lose the legislature and we lose the White House and we lose the uh, then we'll lose the uh, Supreme Court and we'll, we'll lose things like, uh, you know, like uh, like like rifles that people use for hunting and sport and self-defense. So I think it's extremely important that people uh, uh, show up and, and vote for the right people and and vet them out. And I'm not, by the way, when I say right people and we lose, I'm not talking about Republican or, or Democrat. I'm talking about freedom. I'm talking about That's your right. second amendment. So right. even and if they're red and Republican, make sure they, they absolutely respect your second amendment rights. Absolutely. And if you see what's going on in this country right now with the lawlessness, the riots, the left encouraging you, Antifa and everything that's going on, we must make sure that we've got our second amendment rights uh, preserved to defend ourselves and not just against the bad guys, but also against an overreaching government. Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners. Thank you for being here. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Randy Sutton, 33 years as a cop. And let me tell you where it is. When he heard what what went down in Atlanta today, he was hot. And he's going to be here to weigh in on this and share some inside scoop as to what's going on with the Atlanta Police Department down there. Because they're tweeting out tonight that all's good down there in the ATL. And that ain't necessarily the case. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Hello, I'm Garth Blumenthal, Mercedes-Benz of Temecula. I want to thank all 218 customers who helped us break our sales records in May and our team members for going the extra mile. To celebrate, we're having a certified pre-owned sales event with more pristine, pre-loved Mercedes-Benz than ever. Also, check out our incredible offers on the remaining 2019s. Visit mbtemecula.com or take a little road trip and see why we've been awarded Mercedes-Benz Best of the Best Gold Laurel. Mercedes-Benz of Temecula, building relationships one guest at a time. Aloha! My name is Piikani, and I am the host of the Aloha Show. The Aloha Show runs every Sunday from 11.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock. And here is where we play classic Hawaiian music. You ever been to Hawaii? You like the music? Well, here you go, gang. Listen to the Aloha Show every Sunday, 11.30 to 1 o'clock. It's time for the Aloha Show. It's time for the Aloha Show. It's time for the Aloha Show. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks in lower declines in advance of 2 to 1, an overdue correction after drifting through most of the day, but also digesting the big three-day advance. And no real serious damage done, at least not yet. NASDAQ will actually higher. This is when we begin the end of the first half window dressing period, and this should favor the bulls. This, as we price in, from a needless, record-low 33-day self-inflicted recession. Housing start. Up 4.3%. Home purchase mortgages at an 11-year high. And mortgage rates a record 3.3% at the low end. The Fed, still a friend. 90% of the home renters, however, remain current on their rent payments despite the lockdown. J.C. Penney begins liquidating sales on 137 stores. Telephone will close 250 stores. But Apple will open 70 U.S. stores. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, I was just absolutely outraged uh, with watching that press conference uh, this morning, but I'm just one of... 
Uh, millions and millions of people outraged by it. And particularly, I was curious as to police officers. What, how, how could they be watching that press conference? What must they be thinking? And joining me now to give his perspective is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, who spent 33 years in uniform, trained thousands of officers in the Las Vegas Municipal PD, without incident, by the way. And uh, word is he was outraged as to what went down in Atlanta. And he joins me now to discuss it. Uh, Randy Sutton, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, Andrew, thank you so much for having me. This is a this is a critical time for policing in America, and uh, I really appreciate you letting me uh, tell you about our perspective. Well, what did you think? From my perspective, I've never been a cop, and I'm not an attorney, but what I saw with that DA down there today, I thought was one of the most gross di- dis- displays of injustice spitting on our justice system, denying a police officer due process, laying out, uh, tr- trying him in a court of public opinion, and then come to find out and th- that uh, some of the things that they said today weren't even necessarily true. You, you've got you've got your friends still in the department. You know what's going on. Tell us what you're hearing behind the scenes uh, out of Atlanta, because we started hearing, for example, that a lot of the police officers were walking off or not responding to calls, but the Atlanta Police Department is saying, oh, and no problem here, nothing to see here. What are you hearing? <laughs> the Atlanta Police Department's lying. There is, uh, there is uh, right now, law enforcement officers in Atlanta um, are either not answering calls or they have parked their cars and uh, or gone home. Uh, most have called in sick for tomorrow. Uh, the, uh, the, the emotional and mental health of these men and women is at a, a, a critical low. Um, there is uh, there is a, um, a, a strong strong possibility here that this will be the first walkout in police uh, recent police history. Wow! Um, and and uh, and the and the APD, of course, is denying it. But I have uh, sources inside APD, and also and here's the other part of this: the APD is is requesting other agencies come in and handle their calls for service. But all the other departments are saying no. Wow! This is all. This is all because of you just said it. The most that was one of the most hideous displays of prosecutorial misconduct I have ever seen in my entire law enforcement career. Well, tell us um, why. Tell us why you're a cop. You saw what happened on the video. From a cop perspective, what was wrong today with the charges filed against that cop? <laughs> oh man, where do I start? Okay, so let let me get to say this. That as part of my my uh, uh, career, I was at, I was the supervisor in charge of advanced training for the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, ninth largest department in the country. Use of force is one of those areas that uh, that I was uh, part of the training uh, uh, bureau during that time. Now, um, I saw I watched very very carefully all of the uh, footage that was that was laid out to the public. And there was clearly, while they were uh, while they were uh, in foot pursuit of the uh, of the individual, uh, he was seen during the foot pursuit. He had the taser in his hand. He turned and he pointed it at the officer, and that's when you heard shots ring out. Um, now, let me explain that that some people think, well, wait a minute, you mean a, a, a taser? You can shoot somebody with a taser? A taser is considered a deadly weapon in many states, including, by the way, Georgia. And uh, not only that, but here's the other 
here's the other significant issue here. If a police officer is hit with a taser, okay, they are no longer in control of their body. That means that they uh, are susceptible to having their gun removed from them and killed with it, as happened just days ago when a police officer was uh, lost control of his weapon and was murdered in the line of duty. We are all trained. And, and, and listen, I went to a number of different law enforcement use of force experts, some of the best in the country, and they all said exactly the same thing, that this was a justifiable shooting. Now, I don't know if you heard this, uh, but this is, this is another outrageous, outrageous part of this uh, press conference. The, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation is the is the um, a body that is um, that has been tasked with completing the investigation. Well, they were blindsided. They had no idea that they were going to charge these. They're, they're they're the investigating team. It's and, like Jim Comey. It's like Jim Comey coming out and seizing uh, power away from the attorney general by saying there's not going to be any prosecution. This guy sounds like he just went around the the actual investigative body and decided to try this man in front of the public today. And you you you're some of the stuff he um, you found out that some of what he alleged today isn't even true. Yes. Like with the uh, the other cops supposedly flipping and turning state's evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the attorney for that for that uh, uh, officer came out minutes after that that statement was made and said it's it's not even true. It's a lie. Wow. And, and I just I just want to read you. This is from this is from the GBI. This is a statement. That's the the uh, Georgia Bureau investigation. Quote: The Georgia Bureau the GBI was not aware of today's press conference before it was conducted. We were not consulted on the charges filed by the district attorney. This is absolutely unheard of. So then what happens, Randy, because we've only got a few minutes left. So what happens when we end up with a situation here to where the appropriate charges, if any, this man may, may possibly couldn't have even faced, I think, is standing on the, you know, the his body afterwards. I mean, you know, I think it's possible that it might be appropriate to charge in something, but not felony murder with a death penalty. So then, but the American people now have been convinced that he should be charged with that. So if the GBI comes out later wanting to charge him with something lesser, then it's not going to be acceptable. Isn't that why he did that today? Oh, he did this for political grandstanding right. purposes. You know, remember now he is he is right in the middle of a of a, uh, a reelection battle, and, and not only that, but are you aware that he's under criminal investigation himself for embezzlement or something? Right for yeah for uh, uh, taking money yeah for dis, uh, misappropriation of hundreds of thousands of dollars and. Uh, <laughs> So he's under criminal investigation for misconduct and corruption, and wow. as well as he's in a in a political fight for his life. So this is clearly agenda-driven prosecutorial misconduct. It is persecution by prosecution. Absolutely. Um, what do you, you give? We've only got a couple minutes left. I know you're talking about hundreds of, of cops walking out. Um, I would love to see that happen across the board. I would love to see America without a cop for a day, a week, or a month? You know, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm writing an article right now called A Day Without a Cop. And, uh, and, and because it would be complete anarchy. Um, you know, we've all seen that movie, The Purge. I think that, that would be tame in comparison to what would really happen 
should there be no police? And this is one of the most, you see, this is what's, what's um, really tearing at the, at the hearts and the souls of America's law enforcement officers. You know, as, as the head of the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Officers, I am getting inundated with, with calls from, and messages from police officers all over the nation that are, that are seriously having emotional difficulties dealing with the hatred and the, and the political um, um, uh, motivated, uh, Not, you know, trying to destroy we're almost their, out of their time. careers. Not to mention that they're being poisoned. Tell everybody how they can support your organization before we run out of time. We have a GoFundMe up right now for injured and disabled officers, the Wounded Blue Fund, or go to thewoundedblue.org. Real thank, easy. Thank you so much for being here. Peace out, everybody. See you all tomorrow night.